We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. For boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W-H-N-N-Bet.com to start winning. Blue Wire. Welcome back. This is the Big Blue Banter, New York Giants football podcast. I'm Dan Schneier. Joining as always my co-host, Nick Bellato. We've given you a lot of draft coverage over the last week, a podcast a day. We want to do something fun today. We wanted to bring on what, in my opinion, was the best story of the weekend. Yeah, the Giants got two studs at the beginning of the draft. But we also got a chance to introduce all of ourselves to Sam Prince, one of the biggest Giants fans I've seen in a very long time. For those who don't know, Sam Prince did announce the Giants' first pick, Kayvon Thibodeau, and that was quite a moment. But I think what everybody really liked was the pure passion that you have. It brought us back to the memories of the good days of the Giants. When I saw you up there, just pure joy, pure passion. It's like, yeah, this is what it can get to. This is where this is where we can return to as fans at some point. So, Sam, thank you so much for joining us today. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your story and kind of what for those who might have missed it this weekend. Well, Nick, Dan, thank you so much for having me on. Big blue banter. Let's do this. Let's go, Giants. So my name is Sam Prince. I was born with a half a heart and one lung. 11 years ago, I got the gift of life, a heart transplant on March 14th. But a Giants fan all my life. Grandpa's had season tickets for 50 years and runs in my family. Love the Giants, love the draft. And I always had a make wish with my heart condition. And I used it in 2019 to go to the 2020 draft. And a little background information, it was supposed to go to Vegas that year. We were all supposed to go. And just like Andrew, Andrew's a cool guy. We met a couple times. We met once. And, you know, sadly, we all didn't go. We was all online, quarantine. That was not a fun time. <laughs> so, yeah, then then I then uh, wasn't able – we weren't able to go last year for some reasons. You know, we weren't – you know, because it's still COVID, you know, they didn't want to send me, which is all, all understandable. So the Giants surprised me Monday. You'll be seeing how they surprised me in ESPN My Wish documentary. We can't wait to see that, Sam. It's going to be a lot of fun. You left such a great impression on all of us when you were up there on stage. But we have to ask you, can you tell us about 
what the experience was like to meet one of my childhood heroes, Eli Manning, and then you also met Joe Shane and Brian Dable. How was that experience? Talk about Eli Manning. I mean, that man is one of my idols. And like, I mean, when I saw, when I got surprised, I'm not allowed to say how, I was like, wait, in my head, you're Eli Manning. You're my hero. <laughs> I didn't say that to him. I said, how there? I was like, oh my God, you're Eli Manning. Yeah, I mean, he he was, as it sees on TV, he was the nicest guy. He was like one of us, you know. He was the cool guy. I mean, you, if you didn't know he played football, you would just think he was a normal human being. He didn't wear the nicest of clothes. He just wore clothes like we would wear every day, like a T-shirt, <laughs> like stuff like that. And then Joe Shane, super nice guy, Dave's. You know, he doesn't like to be called coach, which is pretty cool. You know, I think he, they're going to bring the Giants some good – Luck because let's just be clear, we need some good luck. Last year was terrible for all Giants fans. Oh, yeah. Terrible for all of us. And you know what? That was the moment I first saw and caught on to your story, Sam, because that pure joy that you had in the passion when they told you the surprise and we told you what you were doing, it just reminds me of a moment I had that I always go back to on my Giants fandom because it's been a long time since we've been able to share those kind of moments, the pure joy and the pure passion. But it reminds me of 2007 when that final pass was thrown by Tom Brady and it fell incomplete. And I'm standing around with my family in my living room. I can go back to this moment in my head at any time and remember it clearly. Standing around in the living room with my family, we embrace in a hug and we just jump around for what felt like two minutes straight. We couldn't stop. We were just so happy and so joyous. And that's what that's the pure joy I saw in your face at that moment. And that really drew me to your story. And then, look, you got to announce the picks. I want to hear about that. How cool was it to announce the pick and then dap up Kayvon Thibodeau? You were the first Giants fan who got to be like, look, man, welcome to New York. We can't wait to have you here. Dan, it was beyond I could have ever dreamed of. So when you're there, I knew it was going to be Kayvon two minutes ahead of everyone else. Ooh. So I said to Joe Shane, I said this in multiple interviews. Actually, I said this to Mr. Mara and Joe Shane and Dave. So mainly Mr. Mara. I said to him, if Kayvon Thibodeau is on the board, I would run up to the podium myself and select him. Little did I know, my wish would be granted 10 minutes later. And it'd be Kayvon Thibodeau. I didn't think he'd be available. Like, I don't think any of us just had he'd be there at five. I thought he was gone at two or maybe even on one. I think, but think about it. He was the number one consensus player start last college football season. He falls to five. And the Giants get who a lot of people had real way early mocks as number two, one and two. That's crazy. But so I saw it. I was saw it with Goodell. I was like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's him. That's him. So yeah. And I walked out. I loved every second of it. I announced that name, said with the fifth pick in the 2022 NFL draft, the New York football giants select Kayvon Thibodeau, defensive end Oregon. Then, you know, he had his little moment. You know, he made it as much as it was. Like, I got to thank him for that. I mean, look, he's got a big person. He was celebrating. He went like, ah, and I was ah. <laughs> We're both like that. And then I got a picture with him and Mr. Goodell. So awesome, man. Yeah, it's great. No wonder you were so excited. Not only are you on national television, but you also knew two minutes before all of us that it right. was Kayvon Thibodeau. That is a get hype type of moment. And I'm imagining that Thibodeau's personality is probably as radiant as we would imagine. 
what was it like to just share that moment with him when you first dabbed him up on stage? It was crazy. You know, I didn't realize like how big it was in the moment. I didn't also didn't realize like what what people are gonna think of it. I was just being myself up there, you know, that's just who I am. As you guys see me <laughs> right now and hear me at home, wherever you're listening to it. You know, I spoke to him on the stadium, like, welcome to New York, Kayvon. We're glad to have you. He's like, thanks, man. I didn't get to speak to him after, unfortunately, but I've been I've been in touch with someone from his team. So uh, I've been in touch with social media manager. So hopefully we can meet up soon. That's awesome. That would be great. I mean, look, you're one of the biggest fans we've seen in a lot in a while. And I know he's going to appreciate that. We want him to feel welcome. We want him to know it's a new era of Giants football. We're happy. We're positive. That's how we view everybody on this roster right now. It's a new era. And I want to talk about one of my favorite moments from your from your draft weekend as well that actually somebody put me on to yesterday or a day after the draft. And I saw it. And I was just like, this is so cool. I have to bring this up to Sam. And it was actually the interview you did uh, with the NFL Network team. So they threw it over to you. You were essentially operating as the host. In my opinion, the best question you asked was the one to Rich because both Nick and I during the pre-chat process were big fans of David Ajobo. And we thought maybe, just maybe the Giants could take him. I understand why they didn't after going Thibodeau. But at the same time, can you just tell us about your whole experience, that part of it, as in like just getting the opportunity to interview those guys, Jeremiah, uh, Rich, Eisen, and everybody else on that cast? Dan, Nick, you know, a lot of people ask me, how did that happen? I don't really know how that happened. <laughs> we, you know, honestly, you guys, it all just happened. You know, I, I don't, I, you know, Rich Eisen is one of my idols. Daniel, Jeremiah, all my idols right there. Like, I'm like, <laughs> all just right there. You want to talk to me? You want to, you want to interview me? So I was there and Rich just threw, when we have a conversation with the guys and Rich is like, you know what? I'm going to put you in the anchor chair. I had no idea. Those questions, I came up my own right there and there. Look, if there was a moment, I had to arise to it. I wasn't going to strike it. I had to have a home run. I think I had a home run there. You know, my favorite question I personally asked was the no Kobe Dean question to Charles. But I loved all the questions. You know, I'm a huge David Ajabo fan. I had a theory, or not a theory, a mock, where the Giants picked Neil and Sauce. Sauce at five. Neil at seven and getting a Jabo at 36. Still pretty all still pretty awesome that mock, but I'm but I'm much happier with our draft. Yeah, me too. I mean, I'm excited as well. Yeah, I'm really excited about Joe Shane's first draft as the general manager. And by the way, dude, you knocked it out of the park up there. You were put on the spot and you rose to the occasion, Sam. And that's just an excellent, excellent Thank experience you. that you got to have there. Was there anything else about the draft weekend experience that you really, really enjoyed that you might not have necessarily expected other than obviously jumping onto the set with Rich Eisen and getting put in the chair. I think the NFL network is a big one. Uh, you guys didn't see it on TV, but I got interviewed by Colleen Wolf on stage. She's awesome. I got to hang out with her and Michael Irving backstage with a couple picks after the giants. I watched pick six, through nine on backstage with Michael Irving and Colleen Wolf. Michael Irving, cool guy. Colleen Wolf, awesome person right there. That was awesome. The NFL Network thing was awesome. I was on the Michael K show. I love Michael K. When one of your idols like invites you onto his show, it's like, yeah. wait, I, I'm DMing you to get me on, on my show, and you want me to go on your show? Yeah. You radio show? I, I think overwhelming on all the other frame of part of it was the 
overwhelming fans that were like, hey, you're the kid who made the draft pick. Can I take a picture with you? I'm like, you want to take a picture with me? <laughs> take a picture with me. Like, Peter, for out of all that, wanted to take a picture with me. I'm like, I want to take a picture with you. Okay? <laughs> That's a, it's so weird. It was like, I, I just don't think there's, after the draft, I think everything is just amazing. Sam, I wanted to ask you, because you said you were backstage with Colleen Wolf and Michael Irving, you made the fifth selection. So what were you like when the seventh selection came around and you had all the adrenaline from being on stage and then you hear that they paired Andrew Thomas with Evan Neal tackle out of Alabama? Well, let me tell you how that went down. So I see backstage that they, well, I was watching on the TV with Michael and Colleen. And Michael didn't know what was going on. Like, Kim, he found out we were all fine out. So they picked Akeem. Akeem, not Akeem, sorry about that. And they said to me, do you want to know who the pick is? I said, no, I want to find out when everyone else finds out. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to find out before. I, I, I didn't want to get ruined, you know. I, I'm, I, I'm like this. Next to Kali, well, I'm like, just. And she's an Eagles fan. Michael's <laughs> a diehard Cowboys fan. I'm like. Just please be Evan Neal or Charles Cross. <laughs> Giants, let's go line here. And I, I knew it was one of those two. And I'm happy it was Neal. Awesome. All right. And I want to hear a little bit about, I know you have some aspirations to jump into the sports in, uh, sports broadcasting industry at some point. And honestly, I'm convinced there's definitely a place for you. With that kind of passion, it's obvious. So can you tell us a little bit about what your actual aspirations are? Is it just broadcasting or would you want to get into anything involved with sports media? I think really anything involved right now, you know, my door is really open to anything. I don't want to close it to anything because I feel like if I close the door, it could open to other, it could unfortunately close some more doors. And, mm -hmm. You know, I don't, yeah, you know, I always say yes to opportunities, try my best to, you know, if I can, you know, but you know, my ultimate dream is to be an NFL network or ESPN and cover the draft. I just did that. <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say. Like, I mean, I went to school today and we watched that clip about a hundred times. It's so cool. We were watching that more than my physical draft selection. People were talking about that more than that. I think that's also big. I wanna I wanna cover the super Bowl one day. I wanna do the big things. I'm you know, I'm a dreamer because sure. I do really think if you put your mind to it, your dreams will come true. And I saw that this weekend. There's a preview of that. You know, I mean, I'm really open to anything. You know, I do have a dream to eventually make it back to the city, New York. Obviously, city, New York. I don't know why I said that. But, you know, because my family's here. You know, am I willing to live in middle of nowhere, Arkansas, or somewhere like that? You know, maybe it's nice there. I don't know. <laughs> I have to do what I have to do to get my dream. I got to sacrifice some things. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sam, let me ask you, how many DMs and how many just friends from school and people that you know have just been flooded over the last <laughs> week? You've probably been verklempt and overwhelmed with the amount of people reaching out to you. So when I saw all day, I put my phone on do not disturb because you know what? I'm so good in the moment. I don't want my dad was taking pictures. My dad's got, got the new iPhone, you know, it's got a pretty nice camera, much better camera than me. <laughs> I mean, still a nice camera, but compared to him, it was just like, yeah, just like not. I put my phone off a of do not disturb, looked at my phone towards the end of the draft. I had over 500 text messages. Five, I still haven't read them all because I've been, just been martyred. Twitter, last Monday, I had 48 followers. Now I have over 5,000. <laughs> Snapchat, I had so many. Um, TikTok, out all through the roof. And Instagram. I had over 20 regular primary DMs, you know, and then there's these general requests. I had over, I have over 80. I haven't read them all. I feel so bad, you know, because I DM people, they don't go back to me. And I feel like they're a jerk, you know, like I'm not going to feel like a jerk. You know, I just feel like, why can't you just read it? You know, now, you know, <laughs> now you know the experience. Sometimes it's overwhelming. I can't even imagine what these like celebrities get. Right? Like, can you imagine like uh lady Gaga or someone <laughs> or an Odell Beckham Jr. Right. How many DMs they get? Yeah, for sure. Sam. I also want to talk to you a little bit about the Giants draft, and I want to get your takes on it because you've had some time to digest it now. We all have. What were your thoughts on the Giants? We've talked, obviously, about Neil and Thibodeau. We're, we're psyched about that. How about the overall draft? Because I did see your reaction. I think you put it on Twitter. or Somebody tweeted yeah. it to the Robinson pick, and you used one of my favorite adjectives in that, Sam, which is phenomenal, which I think is a phenomenal word. So Thank tell you. me a little bit about your thoughts on the rest of the draft. I So we'll talk about the Robinson pick. I liked it. A lot of people thought it was a little too high. Maybe you could trade down and got him, but you got him. It's insurance pick. For if Tony doesn't work out, because he is a big question mark right now. Let's just say it. You know, people say, oh, no, Tony was in the facility. No. No one knows what is happening with Tony. Like, no one knows what's happening with him. No one knows what's happening with Slayton. Because I thought he was going to move for a third rounder. Shepard took a pay cut. This is, you know, I love Shepard. Most likely it's going to be his last season as a giant. And then how many more seasons do you have with Kenny Galladay? Because he's getting older and he didn't score a single touchdown last year. And you're paying him too much money. So if Robinson works out for cheap. Don't be surprised if they get a new wide receiver room in the next couple of years. Because as you guys said earlier, this is the Joe Shane Dave's era. Yes, it is. And we're excited about that. And I think one of the things that Joe Shane did that was so excellent was invest in the offensive line. I mean, how ecstatic are we? Three selections, Sam. Three selections, buddy. The New York Giants poured in the offensive line. How happy are you about that? It's about damn time. What? <laughs> You're damn right. Okay, like I love Andrew. He's great at all, but he's one man. There's five offensive linemen. He's one of five. Look, how long, yeah, Nick, how long have we been talking about the line for? 
How? Oh, we gotta dress like. We gotta dress like. We gotta dress like. We gotta Almost since before you were born, Sam. It's the same damn conversation every single year. It, I feel like Giants offseason, we've been having this same, oh, new era, Joe Judge football, new way. I can't take this new era. Like, <laughs> I just want to be in the Joe Shane era for. I, I, I want to be in this era. I want to enjoy it. Look, Daniel Jones could work out. You never know. But could he really succeed if we don't have a line? No, he can't. Could can Saquon succeed? No, he can't. So you your team needs to succeed with the line. Do I think it will be a top five offensive line? No, I don't. Anything is better than last year because last year, except Andrew, some of those guys like Nate Solder, as much as I really like him, some games he played like a turnstile. Yeah. <laughs> it's a nice. I mean, I like them all, but like. It's the truth, and he knows it, sadly. I mean, look, respect to him. Like, I would love to have him on my podcast, but it was a disaster last year. Sam, it was not good. And they also made two picks in the secondary, found a tight end who seems like he can be ready to play sometime in year one while also investing two picks in the linebacker position and finding a backup to Justin Ellis at nose tackle. You're just talking about adding guys into this team, depth, developmental pieces. I am ready for 2022, and I'm also ready for 2023. Seems like the future is bright, right, Sam? You know what? I love it. Talk this about is it. football. You're building your team from defensive line and offensive line. You build that team, and then all the other pieces are extra. Because look how the Patriots succeeded. Look at their model. Great offensive line, great defensive line. Not saying Brady's not a great quarterback. He's the greatest of all time. But it's the model to succeed. Look at the Bills. They build it through the line, built it through the D-line. And all those pieces are extra with Josh Allen. Those pieces help Josh Allen and the rest of the players succeed. Yeah, you're wise beyond your years, Sam, because that's something my dad had been preaching to me for my whole life. And it took me until the Jerry Reese era of Giants football to be like, all right, you know what? You're right. I got to stop warning these wide receivers. It's time to build no, through the trenches at all times. <laughs> I, I mean, look, Odell's fun and all. Like, I love Odell. Don't get me wrong. He's a free agent. I'm going to say this right now. You heard it right here. Don't be surprised if Odell's back on the roster day one. Wow. You heard gonna, it right here. I, if that I, comes true, Sam, we're going to cut this feeling. clip up, and we're going to put it all over Twitter because you'll be the all first right. one to it. And honestly, I'd welcome that, too. Yeah, that would be awesome. We're seeing big personalities coming to the New York Giants right now with Kayvon Thibodeau on the defensive side. And it's something the Giants have kind of lacked for a little while, basically since Odell was shipped out of town. Right now with the new regime, you know Odell Beckham Jr. loves New York, him rehabbing the injury. If he's willing to come back to the New York Giants and add depth to that wide receiver room and star depth at that, sign me up. Sign Big Blue Banter up, Sam. Sign Sam Prince up. But, sign Prince of the pot. Uh, I think every Giants fan would be – Want him back on the roster. Look, I cheered for the Super Bowl. I was so happy for him. I don't, I mean, I would love it to happen, but, you know, if it happens, I think that means, like, I don't think that Slayton's on the roster. Because your starting three receivers would be Beckham, Sterling, then you put Robinson, Tony. Like, how do you work that then? And you got Galladay in there, too, that you got to mix. Oh, then if he's there, he's gone, Galladay. He's yeah. gone. Wow. 
Well, if they lose Gala, that would be some wild roster movement. But I will say this. Keep in mind, Giants fans, Mara, John Mara, the Giants owner, was never in favor of trading Joda Beckham. And even, according to reports, pushed to keep him one more year. And then eventually they made the trade. So I would think they're still open to the possibility if it's in play. I don't know what Beckham, how Beckham would feel about that right now. But who knows? That's That, that remains to be seen. Sam, I want to ask you some questions about growing up a Giants fan. I want to know... Who was your favorite Giants player of all time and your favorite Giants player on the current roster? This man right here, Eli Manning. Got my yeah, I love it. I got him and Victor Cruz, two favorites of all time. Victor Cruz lived in my neighborhood. I met him once. Super cool guy, super nice guy. We talked about 20 minutes. You know, I still have that picture right somewhere in my phone. He was awesome. I loved Eli, loved Odell. You know, I unfortunately really didn't watch Giants fall when Justin Tuck was in his prime. So I didn't see all that. But I've watched the highlights. I've watched the film. I wish I would have seen that. Right now? It's a tougher question. I understand. Wait, so does Kayvon count? Because yeah, I, of course he counts. Well, I think I'm going to have to say, well, okay. Currently, it's Kayvon and Andrew because I have a personal connection to them. Correct. That's why I got to say those two. But, you know, those two. But if you're talking about last year's roster, it's surely sure. Andrew because I have a connection with him. But now it's it's a tie between Kayvon, Andrew. Okay. Because we love Andrew Thomas on this podcast. Too. A little bit of a rocky start, but he won us over real fast in that last season and in the second half of his rookie season right. as well. Okay. Andrew Thomas. Sorry to interrupt right here. Oh, you're good. Look, he gets so much slander on social media. Let's just talk about it. The man had no preseason. And look how he did the second half once he had some type of NFL. His first game was against TJ Watt. What do you expect? Right. Okay? If he was in a different market, he would not be getting as much slander. Look at the numbers and look at the numbers against other tackles. I'm telling you this right now. He will become the best or the second best offensive tackle from that draft. I am... That is a take that I will not will not back down for for a very long time because I don't buy Mackay Becton. I never bought him. Look, he was great year one, but I'm that body is not holding up for for five, ten years right there. That's one year. I'm not investing a first round pick on that. And then you got Jedrick Wills. I thought he was gonna be great. I don't really know what happened to him. He's still pretty good. Then Worfs, I mean, he's with Brady and the rest of the line. I mean, Look, when you have Tom Brady, you're pretty, you're supposed to be pretty good. I mean, he turned Julian Edelman into an, a pro bowler, oh, a borderline pro bowler, was not a pro bowler. But look, he turned Julian Edelman, Wes Welker, Danny Amendola into stars. He turned a lacrosse player to stars. Now, <laughs> I mean, that was also Bill Belichick, but still, like, that was, you got to give him credit. For sure. He gets rid of the football so fast. He knows. Every single play when Tom drops back, he knows exactly how the defense is going to adjust and he knows exactly where there's going to be an opening, which makes it easier for a tackle. I'll give you that. And I think, you know, to your point, Andrew Thomas is already there as one of the two best tackles in that class. And the trajectory is only going upward from there. So he separated himself, like you said, from the Beckton's and the wills of the world. And that's great for the Giants because two bookend tackles potentially with him and Neil, that could really give us a bright future. And not to mention, too, he's been playing through injury. That's something right. else we don't acknowledge that much about Andrew Thomas, that kind of physical and competitive toughness that he's been playing through. But, Sam, I want to ask you a question. 
what was the first year when you really started following the New York Giants? All right. So I always follow them. Like, I mean, the Super Bowl year was really like when I like got into it because I mean, they won the Super Bowl. I mean, it's fun, but like followed it in depthly, probably, probably 2014. Okay. In depthly. So it hasn't been great. So far, if my brother, if I had no connection to the Giants, I don't know if I'd be a Giants fan. I know it's pretty, that. it's pretty weird for you. Like, I, I'd probably be like a front runner fan because I mean, you're a 12 year old kid wanting to root for a, a winning team. <laughs> I, I, I mean, you see the Patriots win all these Super Bowls, like. I mean, you want to celebrate and fun with those Patriots fans, but I mean, look, I'm a Giants fan. I, I'm bleed blue. The day I die, no matter where I am in this world, no matter what I do, I will always be a Giants fan. I love this team. You know, I truly believe that this era of Joe Shane and Brian Dable football is going to be spectacular. Yeah, and I think that was pretty clear and obvious to anyone who watched you this week. And I think that's what stood out to me, and I know Nick as well. That pure passion, that pure joy you have for the team, it brought back good memories for us. And sometimes you lose it. Like sometimes, especially for me and Nick, when we've after we've made the decision to cover them professionally, it has we'll, we both have talked about this off podcast. It's not necessarily a bad thing, it's a true thing, though. It's taken a little bit of the fandom out of it. When you start to do this professionally, it does take some of the fandom out of it. And then your moment there, both the moments. First, the moment with Eli and Shane and Dave's, and then the moment on the stage, especially when you dapped up Tibbs. It just, seeing your face, it brought me back to what it's like to be like, we won, we won the Super Bowl. Look at us, we're the greatest. And like sharing those moments with your family and with your friends. And it truly was awesome for me to see. Before we get you out of here, Sam, and thank you so much for taking the time to join the Big Blue Banter pod today. I want to ask you a couple more questions. The first one I want to ask you though, because I like your take so far. So keep it rolling here. Give me a breakout player on the Giants. So it's not Thomas. Yeah, I'm considering him to have already broken out. A breakout player from offense and defense for this year. Uh, all right, so they can't be a rookie. Oh, no, I think they can be a rookie. I think that's completely fair. They can be a rookie. I'm going to say Evan Neal on the offense. <laughs> okay. And if you want to break out, I mean, Kayvon's going to be great. We know that. But I would say Aziz Oljolari. Nice. Because a lot of people are already covering Kayvon. Way into the Aziz. People forgot he was supposed to be a first rounder. I don't really know why he fell in the second rounder. And who's yours breakout player yeah. of the year? Nick and Dan. You nailed him, Sam. It's Aziz Ojulari. I think you broke it down best. He was supposed to be a first rounder. There were some injury concerns similar to the kind of N'Kobe Dean thing, but none of those popped up at all in year one for the Giants. And the Giants doctor said the, he checked out fine. And so I think that those are behind him. I hope that those are behind him. And as far as what he did on the field, it was really impressive for a rookie with, like you said, no other edge on the other side to take away attention. Now you got Thibodeau. Defenses are focusing on Thibodeau. Boom, Aziz steps up. And he has a great second year. He's only 21 years old, too. So I really think there's so much room for growth. That's an amazing call, Sam. Do you have anyone else, Nick? Well, I think if Aaron Robinson can break out in the secondary, okay. the Giants are going to be in a great spot. Because I look at the roster, and I want to get your take on this, too, Sam. The secondary is something that gives me a little bit of pause. There's no more Logan Ryan there. We don't know the fate of James Bradbury. If James Bradbury stays, I'm a little bit more comfortable with it, even though he might not be perfect for a scheme fit. But if you suffer one injury in that secondary without James Bradbury there to a Dory Jackson, who's kind of injury prone, and Aaron Robinson, who spent a lot of his rookie season injured, we're looking at some really, really 
we're looking at thin depth on the back end. And then you also have Rodarius Williams, who they drafted in the sixth round last year, who's coming off of a torn ACL in his rookie season. So I'm really hoping that Aaron Robinson can prove to be an outside cornerback and he can thrive in that role and have a breakout season. It's a tall task, but it's well within his range because he has the fluidity, the man coverage ability, and he proved that he could play outside in college. Well, Nick, I hope Aaron Robinson plays well. That would be huge for the Giants with or without James Bradbury. But I ultimately do think James Bradbury will not be on this roster week one because of cap space. He's getting paid too much money. I don't know his exact age off the top of my head. He's in late 20s, early 30s. How much longer can a quarterback be at elite level for paying that much money? Get his high value. I, I am in favor of trading him. I really like him. But I feel like with his cap, and all the Giants getting all these high-profile players that you're going to have to sign them eventually, that I don't think James Bradbury is in the future for the long term. So I would personally trade him, try to get a third-rounder out of him. I know that seems crazy. But if Aaron Robinson and Darnay Toby could step up, that would be huge. I think if you're looking at Darnay versus Robinson, I think Darnay has a bigger shot this star. As talking about with Nick, I really think this new system and this new scheme on defense is actually going to be a really good thing for Darnay Holmes, just from thinking back to what was working for him at UCLA when he really put on his best tape. And so I'm excited. I really like that call, Sam. And look, if they can get either one of those two to step up in the secondary, especially if, like you said, they do move on from Bradbury, it's going to be big. Yeah, it would be big. I, I, I have a strong feeling that Darnay is going to be that guy. That's the bold take I was looking for, Sam. I like that. There we go, Sam. I'm telling you, you're made for this, bro. We love the New York Giants, diehard New York Giant fans, right? What are your realistic expectations for the team in year one, Mr. Sam Prince? Realistically? Yes. Well, let's say it like this. What would make you happy realistically to see? What would show you that they're taking the right step forward? A Sago Barkley great year. Okay. Andrew Thomas and Evan Neal, huge step. Kayvon Thibodeau be great. Aziz have a big step. I know it's a lot to ask for <laughs> and the line line to play better and ultimately six to eight wins. Okay. I don't think six wins is, is not out of the picture. You know, what's so funny, Sam, I told myself and I pulled this to Nick last year. I got on the hype train. I bought into all the off season hype and I predicted they would be good. Even despite not under, despite my knowledge that the offensive line was not there yet. And Somehow, I told myself I wouldn't do it again, Sam. Somehow, after this draft, I'm back on the bandwagon. I really can see eight or nine wins somehow. I don't know why I I do this to myself every year. I don't say nine wins. I see six. I I know. Realistically, you're right. I I get on the bandwagon every year. Look, last (laughs) year, I I was at the Patriots-Giants preseason game, and I'm watching. I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, holy (laughs) This is not going to be good (laughs) I'm watching. I'm like, this is not going to be a good year. I had a strong, weird, you know, when you get this weird back of your mind feelings. I'm like, yeah, this line going to (laughs) stink. Yeah. And by the way, it was a correct feeling. Yeah. Once they lost Nick, which I hope he's there week one. He should be. Look, that I was like, oh, and then they lost that game. I'm like, yeah, we're done. Like, I, I didn't give up. It's just like, you know, you, your fan, fam always gives you hope. But, like, 
that I, I I just didn't know what to think. I mean, and then that New Orleans game, I'm like, wow, we're back. <laughs> that was awesome. And then losing to Dallas, that just shattered it all. The New Orleans well, so game funny. was a roller coaster. It was an exciting yes. roller coaster. I did not expect that fourth well, quarter to happen. Oh, Nick, what was the last time the Giants came back from a deficit like that? That, like, you saw offense. It's been a while. It, it's yeah, something it we have not while. seen. <laughs> it's crazy. And you're like a young Nick Filato, Sam, in the sense that that was also the game, the Giants preseason game against the Patriots, where Nick kind of lost all the – where the balloon – for the 2022, 21, sorry, 2021 season deflated in Nick's mind. Cause he, and I respect that. I, I was there. I was just trying to hide it. I was just trying to be like, I was trying to hide and we spent all that money in free agency. I really believe it can happen, but we all saw the offensive line that night. And we all knew that that offensive line had to go and put together real snaps in a real game in less than like a week. From that no, point on. You know what? It wasn't just that, that pissed me off as a fan was that Kane Galladay had zero touchdowns. And Kadarius Tony had zero touchdowns. Yeah. Just think about that. How is it even possible? And then my guy, Andrew Thomas, had a, more touchdowns than the both of them combined. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a go-to line odds. for Nick as well. I've heard yeah. Nick say that before. Yeah, I wonder what the betting odds on that would have been. Right? You know? Yeah, that's I know you I, mentioned. I, you it. know what? If I was 21, I should – if I'm, tw- you know, fortunately I'm 19, you know, if I, I should have uh, – po- Put something on something. Oh, Andrew Towns loves more touchdowns, blah, blah, blah. Then, yeah, that would be cool. I don't know. What do you guys, how do you guys think Tony's going to do the new system? I think if everything's clicking and say that he's fully bought in, I think he could be a really huge impact player here in New York because he does have an elite skill set in terms of change of direction and making people miss in space. But it's all going to come down to the kid's character, something I can't really opine on right now. But it's not there's, – there's smoke here, you know, and when there's smoke, there's sometimes fire. So I'm glad that he's reported now to voluntary camp. I believe in his skill set, but he has to stay healthy and he has to fully buy in. You know, if you don't report to voluntary camp for a real reason, I mean, there are some family emergencies. Like, like things happen. Like, I get that. I'm very interested. But if you don't report for – because you just don't want to go and there's no emergency, you're not bought in. You don't want to win. Yeah, I understand that. Trust me, we, we've discussed this at length. And I know Mark Lewinsky, who's with the Giants, was away from voluntary camp because his wife was having a baby. That's yeah. a totally different scenario. For me, like, with that's Tony... Like, see, that's a real, real yeah. reason. Not because I just didn't want to go. Like, For sure. No, you're getting paid to play football. Fans watch you millions of them every weekend as jj watson we get paid to play the best thing in the world my dream is to cover that okay there are how many seats of giant and sorry metlife stadium not giant stadium (laughs) somewhere in the seventy thousands. Seventy thousand. think about when that's the same pack people are spending hundreds of dollars to watch you play and if you don't want to play at your best then don't be on my football team yeah, look, I can't, I can't really argue with that, but I'm hoping he's bought in. Oh, I think I, for me, I, I want him. I, I'm just yeah. on my team. I mean, I think he's bought in. Watch. 
I, I'm I'm taking the I'm holding out. Uh, you know, I have an optimistic approach on this. Too. For me, it's really just it's it's the availability for me with Gall. I mean, with uh, Tony, he's was injured a lot last year, injured a lot at Florida. That's the bigger issue for me, especially when you're wa- I'm watching film now of, of Robinson, our first our second round pick, and you just see him taking hit after hit after hit and getting right back up and reporting to the snap the next play. Maybe he misses one play on the sideline, but he's taking some colossus. That's the word I use. I just described this to Nick before the podcast. Uh, Every single game tape I put on, he's being led into led into the fire by his quarterback. And what I I term to Nick is hospital balls that are being thrown up for him. Robinson (laughs) is going to be good this year. I am in love with that. Look, we've seen this with Shepard. When was the last time he played a full season? That's another issue. Injuries he's got to think about that. He's, 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 count. he's bought in. I love Shepard. But it's the key is availability. Yep, you're right. You're 100% right. And guess what? That's what's something that Joe Shane preaches. And that's going to be part of the new era. They want dependability and they want availability. And that's really important to them. And it, like you said, it's really important to winning and losing in the NFL. All right, Sam, thank you so much for taking the time today to join us. I want to read a quote that you said. You said, my dream is to cover the NFL and the Super Bowl. Well, guess what, Sam? You knocked out one. You knocked one of those out of the park completely. And hopefully, I was thinking about this. Hopefully, at some point in my life, I can help you get the ball rolling on the second one at some point when CBS has a Super Bowl. So I want to stay in touch, and I definitely want to keep looking at the Giants through your lens, Sam, because that that is the lens to look at this thing through. Yes. Keep Tell the people where they can follow you on Twitter. Ooh, I like that a lot. You know, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, for, I'm a big Twitter guy. You know, forty-eight to five thousand. You know, there you go. I'm a tweet now. You know, I'm a big Twitter guy. You know, you're a Twitter you guy. Know, now, I, used, I used to think that, like, you know, my feet wouldn't see anyone. Now, now it's see people. Oh, but yeah. yeah, I would love to thank me in CBS. That would be amazing one day. Thank you so much for that, Nick. Dan, thank you so much for having me on. Let's go, Giants. You ever need anything else? Call me up, Nick. You, I mean. Dan, you have my number. Nick, I'll give it to you. And Sam, awesome. let's just get that Twitter handle, though. Just so, yeah, throw uh, it out there. Tell us where it is. Sam the Prince 14 on Twitter. And I also have a sports podcast, Prince of the Pod. Go follow those on all social media Twitter and Instagram. Go follow Sam the Prince 14. There you got it. Sam the Prince 14 and Prince of the Pod. Let's do this thing, Sam. The Giants moving forward. Joe Shane, we got this thing. Have a great rest of your day, everyone. Thanks for tuning into the Big Blue Banter Podcast. Talk to you soon. Thank you.